everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough. How's it going, Bren? It's going all right. It is, once again, in the 90s in LA, in the middle of winter, so I am scared. Dude, we got so much <laughs> snow, it was unbelievable. My wife and I built a six-foot-tall snowman. Jeez, got that big? It got that big. Well, that's the reason it got that's so big was the type of snow was like the perfect uh, snow for snowballs. Like and sno- Oh, my God, Brent. This yeah, snow was yeah. like the best uh, like of that type I've ever encountered in my entire life to the point where she would grab a section of it and it would fold over like a sushi roll. And we hmm. just continued to roll so much that it was like Katamari. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it <laughs> felt very much like that Fall Guys map. Uh, I, I don't remember the exact name of it, but exi- where you roll the snowball and make it bigger. We yeah. did that. And once we had such a large snowball, like it took both of us to continue rolling it. It was so much <laughs> weight. And we're like, okay, maybe uh, we should stop if we want to actually make this a real snowman. Cause that means we have to make a middle, just like just, just as big and lift yeah, it up lift on it there. Up. Oh man! So we did do exactly that, and then yeah, the head was probably about the size of a basketball or something. And wow. yeah, huge freaking snowman, life size. I could like hug him. He's melting over the past couple days now, and uh, still, I, I'm wondering. It's probably going to be there till like the end of the month. Jeez. Yeah, I remember my neighborhood growing. It was very hilly, a lot of hills. So yeah, like the few times it would get to that level of snow, you would just go up to the top of a hill, roll up like a little snowball, roll it down, and like. I'm recruiting just giant tubes, like sewer level, like sewer tubes, <laughs> like size where you could like walk through because they were just so hell yeah dense and just packed and yeah, it just rolled up on its own and yeah, it's great. I always love uh, seeing people that aren't from a place that gets a lot of snow going to a place that gets snow and when it snows, it's like oh yeah, this is great. And then the next morning, the hell they're in because they either didn't shovel it in the night. Oh god. Or it like snowed one day and then f- uh, frozen rained the next day because it got slightly warmer. That's and what then, we dealt with. Yep. And then all the snow just ices over. So it's just like, God, like the worst of the worst. <laughs> it's like, yes. Yeah, snow sucks. <laughs> and if you don't keep up with it, it's brutal. Like I have mm-hmm. a snow blower, but like that can only handle so much. If it's so heavy, it won't even blow it that far. Yeah, it's oh, too man. slushy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, God damn it. I hate the snow. You're living in 90 degree weather. <laughs> Fuck you, Brandon. <laughs> I'm just I, I haven't left my apartment, <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, let me go out and like get some lunch. So I put on like a hoodie, and I put on some pants because I'm like, it's you know, it's February, it's gonna be a little chilly. I get outside, I start sweating. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, because <laughs> like I haven't been outside in like four days because you know, quarantine. But yeah, it's my parents are talking about the snow, and I, I don't miss it. We, me and my brother were the snowblowers uh, growing up, and then I think the last few years, my dad actually got one. I was like, why did we wait so long? It's yeah. so much easier. If, oh, yeah. If, if you're teetering on the fence, I'm like, should I get a snowblower if you're in a place that gets enough snow? Yes. Don't even oh. question it. It's an investment. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Get it. It's It'll so easy. be worth it the first time you use it because, oh, man, we get so much snow in this area. But there's nothing quite like building a snowman, so I'll, I'll appreciate that aspect of it, but I hate everything else about it. <laughs> uh, but this is a snowman podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in trouble. I haven't seen snow in almost a decade. Oh, man, you're lucky. Uh, But no, this is a video game podcast for anybody new. Uh, We hope you're new. Uh, That's just something we try to say (laughs) lately. Please Uh, Tell your friends. Uh, But that's the thing. Brent, what have you been playing uh, since the last time I talked to you? I feel like I don't have too much to discuss, but I did get control for free, and I'm probably going to fire it up tonight for the stream. We'll see. There you go. Uh, Yeah, nothing new on my part. It's still Binding of Isaac and Control. Um, Binding of Isaac, I've gotten most of the modes beaten. Like I said, there's nine modes, ten technically, like bosses, um, with the uh, newest one, Delirium, that I, you know, new in quotes, probably came out two years ago, I just didn't know it. Um, I've beaten almost all the modes with everyone, and then there's all those modes, and then there's the harder version of all those modes. Haven't done the harder one yet, because it's hard. <laughs> why, why would I? It's challenging. Um, the main thing with the harder one is just like enemies are faster and you get less items. That's basically the only difference. So it's just the power-ups you get aren't as frequent. Right. And even on the easy mode, you can do a run and just get shit like up items or power-ups and they're just not good. Or you can carry around an active item where you can like activate it. Uh, all the other ones are passive and they just upgrade yourself on your own. Uh, but like an active item, you can only carry one. Maybe you can get another item that would like carry two at a time, but that's it. So if you have a run where it's just all active items, you're losing upgrades. 
because you can't carry all of them at the same time. So it's like you just pick the best and keep going. And that could have been a passive upgrade item, but you know, bad RNG, bad luck. Right. So even on harder mode, it's not that much harder. It's just more resource demanding, I guess. And you know, the whole game's based on luck and you know, random number generator. So it, it, the difference between a hard and easy mode is pretty much the same between an easy and an easy run. Like, it's the same level of challenge of just hope you did good. Hope you had a good draw. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. But I've got, I played as, like, uh, the question mark kid who only has soul hearts that don't replenish um, or can't be replenished. I played as Keeper and beat, like, the boss with that. And the Keeper's the one where he only has two health. And if you get hit twice, you're just dead. And you can never get more health. So right. he's really tough. But luckily, you start off with an item that lets you potentially spawn a coin in every room you go into. So uh, if you get that and like a nun's habit that every time you get hit, it replenishes your active item. You can just combo that to like have infinite health, essentially, as long as you're able to pick up the coin quick enough. Um, it, it's like I said, the main draw for Binding of Isaac to me is just the combination of items. There's so many items and they complement each other so well and do so much different stuff. It's endlessly fascinating with all the possibilities. So no matter how hard it is, there's there's a chance you could just get a really OP build and do great. And there's uh, one of my recent builds was pretty, it was good survival wise. I was able to live with it, but I was weak damage wise. I pretty much had the lowest damage I could do. Yeah. And I still, I still beat the final boss and all the other bosses in the game just because all the other items kept me alive or protected me or d- did something else. Whereas my damage was so weak, it just took a long time to kill a boss. So still having fun with that. Still sucking up all the free time because i'm like hey let me just do a quick 30 minute run and see how far i can get totally but we'll see uh we'll see when that dlc comes out at the end of march so if you're sick of hearing me talk about it tough you got shit. a while <laughs> you got another two months minimum and then uh, yeah I'm expecting once you start playing it it'll be a while of that we yeah. you might not ever return from that relapse <laughs> it's very possible doug and i am afraid of that i will have to uninstall it once again from my computer fair uh, enough I might just refund it to Steam. Like, just get it away from me. I just can't. I can't have it near me. Um, besides that, more uh, control. I believe I finished the main story. I believe I'm done that. Okay. And there's two DLCs. There's the Dark Place and the Foundation. And Ooh. I believe I believe I'm at the end of the Foundation DLC. Damn. So you've been busy with that. Uh, are you enjoying it? Like story wise, is it satisfying? Do you still recommend it? I know you've been recommending it thus far. Yeah, still absolutely recommend it. It's phenomenal. Um, you get more upgrades and stuff. Uh, I noticed the DLC, they're giving you a lot of different types of upgrades where it's like gain energy back when you take a melee hit, gain energy back when you, or gain health back when you melee another enemy. And my whole mentality or my whole strategy with that game is like, I don't need any enemies anywhere near me because I'm dealing telekinesis. So all of these upgrades are useless because if they're within melee range, I've already messed up. Like I've already screwed up by letting them get that close. Right. So it was interesting how many new upgrades relied on either taking melee damage or taking explosive damage or just taking a hit and kind of getting a replenishment back from that hit. But I don't think the replenishment's ever high, like ever as high as what you lost health-wise. So you're always at like a, I forget the exact wording for it, but uh, you're at a net loss with it. You're always going to be losing health. That you're makes gonna sense. You're going to gain back some. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so story-wise, I finished it. I you know, found Jesse's brother. I, I did that story. I'll say, you know, without spoiling, especially since you're going to be playing it soon. Right. Um, I wasn't thrilled about the ending, mostly because it's left open for the DLC. There's no definitive, like, we're done. Congrats. You've escaped the oldest house. Like, there's no concrete ending. It's pretty open-ended where it's like, and now for more. Yeah, that makes sense. I, that's kind of what I expected when, even when you just kind of said there's multiple DLC, I'm like, well, I can't end. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it is an ending of a main objective of like the goal Jesse's out to do. There is like a definitive endpoint for that, and you find out a lot of stuff. But it's not all wrapped up. And I mean, it's entirely possible they'll make a sequel to stuff. Like I said, it seem it feels like it could just keep going. So there's no like conclusion of like, and Jesse lives a happy life off you know, <laughs> Nebraska somewhere. Exactly, like, it was that. all a dream. Yeah, there's nothing like that. So. Um, the ending's not as hard-hitting, but it is still very satisfying, and it is just fun. Seeing everything that's in there and finding stuff, no way in hell 
Am I doing a completionist of trying to find everything? Even in the DLC right now, I'm finding different, like, recorded logs and, like, hints and, like, a little achievement pops up like you found. 15 out of 57, like, uh, records, like, in the DLC. I was like, cool. I'm not finding all of them. Yeah. <laughs> this place is hard to navigate and enemies keep spawning. There's You can clear out certain areas that'll, like, stop enemies from respawning. But pretty much anytime you go away and then come back into a new area, they'll likely just respawn. Not as many sometimes, not as difficult as sometimes, but they're just going to keep being around. So it's kind of annoying of like, I can't just run through an area. There's always going to be something popping up trying to kill me. It's like, uh, all right, find this again. I mean, telekinesis, telekinesis, blow this up. All right, I'm done. And, you know, busy work. Yeah. Um, so like those timed missions, I've just started ignoring them entirely because I've got some of the best upgrades in the game at least ones that work for my build. And it's unlikely any of those timed missions are going to give me any more resources I need or upgrades that are better than the ones I have. So I'm just like, eh, and I just ignore them entirely. So there's stuff like that. The story is good and it is engaging. It does a lot of really interesting things. And yeah, still highly recommend it. But Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Yeah, the Foundation DLC goes into... It, it's no secret. It's the very beginning of the game. Jesse becomes the director, and the Foundation DLC is about the foundation of both the building and, like, all the weird stuff around it. It kind of goes into the history of the uh, Bureau of Control into, like, the 60s, back when it was, like, founded in the oldest house and stuff, and about your predecessor as director when he became director and stuff like that, and it talks about all the changes that happened and all the weird stuff. So it is cool going underneath the oldest house, seeing the caverns beneath and seeing, like, ah, Here's more weird stuff, but different weird stuff than you're used to. It's like, oh, great. Okay. More stuff. More nonsense. Um, and it is fun. It really plays around with different stuff and, like, char- previous characters and entities from the, you know, full game and expands more on that so you get more information. Um, right now I'm on the, I can assume, the final boss of the DLC. And it's really tough. Like, it's kicking my ass pretty consistently. Damn. I don't know if I've gotten the boss even half to half health yet. So it's it's a character that like runs around and does a lot of damage to you, but then also like essentially breaks open walls that let other enemies come in. So you're constantly fighting off the main enemy or the boss that does a lot of damage. And then all of the like, you know Minions. Cannon fodder, yeah, minions, shock troopers and stuff. And they also are no joke. Like the new enemies in the DLC are also pretty strong. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it just gets real tough. And, you know, anytime you're focusing on one, the other one's going to come up behind you and blind shot you. Um, if only it were actual minions, you know, the little yellow dudes. <laughs> the little, <laughs> little Tic Tacs that plagued Facebook and monitors. Nah, nah, nah. Yes. Um, one, I don't know if it's a complaint or if it's just a problem I've been having because I'm bad with it, is spatial awareness. Especially once you start flying with the telekinesis. Yeah. There's, there's a... Because you can just destroy the terrain, which is great and very satisfying. There's also stuff that can also des- destroy the terrain uh, against you or like to hinder you. There's probably like a good like ten or so deaths of me just walking off a cliff. And it's like <laughs> I I was shooting at an enemy, walking backwards, and I just fell into a hole. It's not like not the edge of the platform I'm on, just a hole in the center of the platform. I didn't see because they they blew up something and it blew a hole in it, and I didn't realize it. The downside is you can fly, but you can't move up at all. You can just hmm. stop where you are and then like go forward, forward, back, down, left, right, but you can't go vertically up. So if you fall beneath a platform and you're too far down to grab the ledge, you're dead. So oh, like, you, damn. is it you're dead because you die or is it because you're stuck? Uh, dead because you die. You just fall into a okay. bottomless pit and you'll respawn. But if it's a boss fight, you respawn back you know, before the fight initiated. Um, sometimes, or you just respawn, you know, back on the ledge with a slightly less health, which isn't okay. bad. Yeah. Um, it's just annoying of like, I'm panicking. I got to coordinate like these two groups of enemies and then the boss attacking me. I got like a sidekick who's like helping me out. I got to figure out what's happening with them. Got to check my ammo, my energy level. And I walked off a cliff. It's just like, ah, God damn it. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's just, there's so much going on, at least in this last fight in particular, I'm having a lot of trouble with. So it's, it's still fun. But like I said, the combat, I don't. I wouldn't say the combat's bad, but it's so unique, or so different than anything I played before. It's hard to really get used to, because even with like good upgrades on my gun, 
the damage I do with telekinesis and just throwing like chunks of the building at enemies does so much more damage. It's just why would I ever not use that? Right. And even when I do use my gun, it's just like, you know, little pellets like bouncing off the enemy doing little, like, little ticks of health when I could just pick up a, you know, propane tank, throw it at the enemy and take out a quarter of the health in one shot. So it's it's rough to balance because I'm basically just biding my time until my ammo or my energy levels refill in every fight. And it's it's challenging for sure. Yeah, that sounds like an interesting mechanic. I'm excited to get my hands on it and see if I enjoy it or find it more or less uh, frustrating. I can definitely see people complaining about the combat and saying it's frustrating. I, like I said, I don't necessarily think it's bad. I think it's just hard to get used to. Yeah. And even once you get used to it, it's still tough. There's no like easy, medium, or hard mode. I'm just I'm playing the game. So like the enemies are just pretty punishing. Like they don't really lighten up and like they keep coming after you, which makes sense, but it is brutal. It is tough to fight. Yeah. No, so, I respect them trying something new, so I'll definitely go into it with an open mind. Yeah. The other DLC I found in the game, uh, but I haven't started it yet, it's actually a tie-in to Alan Wake, which is the previous game the studio did right yep so you uh running around a certain area you'll find a document and you research it and, you know i was reading it like i do all of them and it's like oh the famous author alan wake uh went to this place blacked redacted and uh he went with redacted and they went to redacted and they did redacted and there's a, <laughs> you know, a lot of stuff's blacked out but if you That's played funny. Out, if you played alan wake you can kind of get the sense of like ah he went to this place something happened at that place which you know takes place in alan wake and that is an object of power or an area of power, something ah. that is in control that you learn all about. That that's what this Bureau of Control is about, is containing these objects of powers. And you find out, like, yeah, sure enough, one of them was in that place with Alan Wake, and no one's ever heard from him again. Yeah. Hmm, suspicious. That's funny. I love how it ties the universe together. Yeah, and it's... Alan Wake definitely felt more horror-esque. Like, it definitely felt like you were more, like, being chased by monsters and stuff. Instead of just this, you know, outbreak. Um, so it's interesting they tied to that. But, like, yeah, it's certainly possible. Like, you know, all of these objects of powers or all these crazy things are just parallel universe nonsense, mythos. Like, it could be anything. So uh, one complaint I might have is, is uh, I don't even know if I'd call it a complaint because they do it well. All the objects of powers, all the weird things like this fridge, this pink flamingo, like lawn ornament, this, you know, baby stroller. They're all pretty much telekinesis or gravity-based, yeah. which, which makes sense because that's, like, the big mechanic of the game. But it's just, like, I find a few objects of power that all just throw stuff at me or, you know, pull stuff around it to make a shield and to protect itself. Or it just moves very quickly. So I would like to see them do more stuff. There are some. There's a few. There's, like, a mannequin that, like, multiplies itself endlessly or clocks that Ooh. just fill an entire building with clocks. Like it just, they kept constantly replicating and stuff or, you know, stuff that like the fridge, if you don't look at the fridge, it'll kill you. And that's like, no one knows what else it does. Um, so there are other stuff, but that's largely the ones you encounter are all using the mechanics of the game, which are telekinesis oriented. So like I said, it makes sense. They do it well. They play, they give them enough twist to kind of make them all a little unique, but that does get very repetitive when you're hunting down. The ones that all do the same stuff. Yeah. The ones you hunt down are all pretty repetitive. The ones you don't hunt down are, like, already locked up and you don't interact with them. You just find case files on them. Okay. Um, one of them, I believe it was in the DLC, I think so, was, like, a camera. And it just takes you to this crazy distorted world. And, like, you got this crazy jazz synth going through, like... They really have fun with sequences sometimes. Like, it's not often. There's Honestly, there's fewer than I... Uh, we care for i would like a lot more of these kind of stylized over the top sequences mm -hmm. um, but when they do it they do it really well like it's really fun and cinematic and just kind of over the top and silly but not like guardians of the galaxy not like that self-aware or referential right um, but it is just like hey we're gonna get a little bonkers here just crazy popcorn 80s action movie and like it's gonna just be a little wild it's like hell yeah i'm on board for this yeah um one sequence in particular is, you know, once again, no real spoilers, but it's called the Ashtray Maze. And it's a maze that's created by an ashtray. There's like a, uh, I think it's like, I forget the material it's made out of, like concrete or maybe steel. Uh, it's just an ashtray. 
and then on the bottom of it, it has got a maze pattern on it. And then it ex- like it's an object of power that then explodes and creates a labyrinth. It creates that maze like, Damn. in its own dimension. And it's constantly shifting. And like as you're walking in the hall, the wall, you know, creates in front of you and then opens up on your left side and then like a floor will drop out from beneath you and then rise you up like 40 stories. Like it's I don't know the right words for it, but it's like a constantly changing, malleable dimension that you're wandering through. And it's like it's like a the hallway of a hotel, it looks like. So it's like all doorways and this crazy like wallpaper pattern and carpet. And it's constantly shifting and it's it's got this crazy soundtrack. I forget what it is. I think it's the Gods of Asgard is the band, and the song is Control. I think it's all, like an actual song, and then they have a license-free version, like royalty-free uh, or copyright-free rather, song for it for like streamers, which okay. is nice. Yeah. Even before all this DMCA bullshit started happening with Twitch. Oh yeah. Um. So they have that. They have a you know alternative option as well, but it's just this sequence called the Ashtray Maze, and if you're playing it, I you know don't look it up. If you think you'll never play this game, at least look up that sequence because it is phenomenal. Like it's yeah, just I'm stoked. So yeah, good. I can't wait to get to this. Downside: if you are going to play it, Doug, it is pretty far into. It is like pretty close to the end of the game. That's but fair. it's just like after I was done, I was like, "Fuck, send me back in. I want to do that again." Like that was just a good time. Hell yeah! So no, that was, sounds like something I'll be do- doing on stream at some point. So yeah, listeners can look forward to that. Yeah, it was just like a really really cool choreographed designed like stage and area and like whoever did that definitely was having fun with it and it it is fun um yeah so the other dlc ties into alan wake and i didn't want to get into that i wanted to like just dabble in and be like all right let me finish the game and then come back to it you know so i haven't gotten into that much but it is cool seeing that it's so directly involved with alan wake and all that um also it's one of those games where it's just very dark visually like you know, it does at the beginning test the gamma levels. You barely see this one icon. Oh yeah, clearly. Go higher. You're gonna start. <laughs> I always the, do. <laughs> go higher than that. Yes. You're you're gonna start the game. And be like, yo, this isn't that bad. And then you're gonna hit a point where it's like, I can't see. It's just pitch black. Yeah. It's like I don't know what they expect from me because I can't see anything. So I put the gamma like pretty high. Just so, uh, unfortunately, it's like washed out with like the gain, but like. I can't play the game if I can't see it. So I'm all for atmosphere. You gotta be able to at least see the game. Like that's that's unplayable. Definitely. Um, but yeah, it's it's real fun. It's a great story. It's just got a lot of those weird paranormal alternate dimension sort of stuff. Uh, still, it'll it got a few scares out of me. There's times where it's just like you open a doorway and something punches you right in the face. It's just like ah fuck like. <laughs> It got me a few times where I like audibly like yelled or like made a noise. Love so it. it it keeps you on. It's not a horror game, but it will keep you on your toes. I'm like, oh, dude, d- don't let your guard down. Don't get don't get careless. So uh, yeah, highly recommend it. Still, it's phenomenal. It's just a really solid game, and it's great seeing the characters. Um, a lot of well written characters that are in it. It's it's kind of got the LA Noir where they got the motion track or the facial recognition not facial recognition software the motion tracking stuff but for the characters look like the actors that play them is mm-hmm. what i would say and it's right. like la noir where you can see their faces most of the time it looks great sometimes it kind of gets a little wonky where it's like ooh, her mouth is opening real wide i'm seeing all of her teeth like it's kind of like ooh, that uh, we're, we're yeah. doing better than la noir but like it's still kind of like uncanny valley yeah yeah you see their face twitching like constantly while they're talking it's like huh so, uh, yeah, still highly recommend it. Still having fun with it. Like I said, the, the DLC kind of gets real tough. Uh, tougher than anything else I fought in the ga- uh, regular game. So, uh, but yeah, looking forward to playing the rest. And I'm, I'm looking forward to see what the rest of the studio, what the studio does with other stuff. And if they do sequels. Hell yeah. It's great. If they do, I bet they'll tie it all together. I, it, I wouldn't be surprised, but it'd be like, you're playing the game, you're 64 hours into it, and at one point you hear a radio playing mindlessly in the background, and you find out later it's actually Morse code, and you have to go online to decipher it. And what? Then you find out, like, that's the level of nonsense this game is. Like, the, yeah. I would not be surprised if they're like, yes, our third game is tied into Control and Alan Wake, but to find it, it's Da Vinci Code level bullshit. It's like, 
We've been that's, sending that's radio waves into the universe for years, and you guys still oh, yeah. haven't figured it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> at all. Uh, other stuff have done that. Like, we've talked about ARG with sort of some games. Uh, Overwatch wasn't particularly great with it, but, like, kind of hinted at stuff. But yeah. I remember um, Gravity Falls, if you remember that show. Oh, yeah. Fantastic show. Highly, highly, highly recommended for anyone who wants, like, just fun, cartoony X-Files, but, like, in yes. the woods. Um that show did at the end of every episode did random number sequences in their credits and like a flash of like a uh, image of a character. And then people found out like, ah, that's a code sequence. They deciphered what the code was all worked together online, figured out what the code was. It was, you know, a message and coordinates. And then when the show ended, there was a character, uh, Bill Cipher. It's like a triangle with a, uh, he's like a pyramid with a single eye on it and the top hat, you know, yeah. very Illuminati looking sim- symbology. Definitely. Uh, they found out there was a statue of Bill Cipher somewhere in Oregon, like physically, like a real statue placed somewhere in the middle of the woods in Oregon somewhere. And that code was the location for it to find it. And people found it. That's wild. It's almost uh, reminiscent of those monoliths popping up earlier in Utah. Oh. The last year. <laughs> what was it? Was that a marketing campaign bullshit? I, yeah. To what? Get people in- interested in 2001 A Space Odyssey again? Like what? <laughs> I... I remember those were coming out, and the first thing I saw was someone was like, I bet this is advertising something. I was like, it probably is, and I checked out immediately. Because, yep. like, it popped up one place, and then it popped up, like, in other places around the world. It's like, all right, it's clearly a group organizing this for, I don't know, some popcorn or some bullshit. Like, it, you, know, it, uh, well, you know what I really think happened was, I think some people even speculated as this one specific artist that w- was known to do monoliths and leave them in weird places. So I'm like, well, if he's been known to do that, it might have been this guy, but he's been dead for a few years now. And they think that <laughs> it was like one of his that they're like, oh, we lost track of it. But what bums me out is that our, I was reading articles, people are like, it's been taken down. So I'm like, if it was that artist, that, that sucks. Don't take away somebody else's artwork. But if it, like you said, it could have just been like a big publicity stunt. But uh, I don't know. It, it definitely is weird in how we all kind of get bugged out by like just a monolith, like just appearing out of nowhere. I, I bet, yeah, the the guy in the helicopter that spotted it was probably like, all right, we got to check this out. And then, yeah, once you go down there, you're like, is this alien or am I just like an idiot? <laughs> I mean, it's the uncanniness of it, of like how streamlined and clean it is. And there's no like markings of any kind that uh, kind of makes Makes out, but I'm looking at the Wikipedia article. It's like it was unnoticed for four years until it was discovered and right. removed in late 2020. And it's like it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. Why would it be noticed? Like no one lives there. Um, why would you remove it? Just fucking <laughs> like I don't it's know. Not doing anything. I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely gonna be looking into this to find out. Like I, I think you might be right. I think it's just like a weird art experiment and do just. And then I think other people around the world were, like, inspired by the uh, exactly the strangeness of it all. So they're like, oh, let's put up other ones. And, yeah, I think it was more or less, yeah, a copycat scenario. It's like Banksy, where, like, he puts up the graffiti. Yes. People are like, ah, and then, like, everyone else trying to copy. It's like, no, that's clearly not Banksy because it's, you know, the imagery or the, you know, material he uses is different or something like that. Man, we are easy to entertain, us humans. Just throw up a monolith and we'll all go crazy for it. Well, I mean, that's the thing with 2020 when people are like, ah, fucking monolith now. And it's like, that's what 2020 did to us. It got rid of our curiosity. <laughs> no one cares anymore. It's like, no. yeah, it's probably aliens. Fucking wipe exactly. us out already. Been, just yeah. do it. <laughs> like, we're just so sick of everything after 2020. Just oh, like, God damn it. That's true. Um, all right. Well, then back to video games. As far as what I've been playing, uh, it's more of the same for me as well. But I do have a little bit of some cool news. I'm still playing Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, and I got my fourth crown, and it was on stream again, so I've clipped hey, it. there you go. But no, it was uh, the funny thing about this crown, though, is it was, I want to say, completely undeserved. I tried my best here, but I ended up getting it. What happened was I had all this real estate. It was a hexagon. There's all these tiles on the last level. I do like this one weird jump and ragdoll and I'm falling down. And like the chat already at this point was like, good try. It's over. And as I'm falling, someone must have fallen from a higher level and f- at a higher velocity that they hit the slime before me. So like I'm literally inches from the slime and everyone thinks I'm dying. And then I ended up winning the match. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. So it was like not a glorious crown by any means, but it's a crown. So we'll count yeah. it, and it was a. Uh, uh, it was the best part about that was it was my Monday night stream. I had been streaming with a viewer of ours, Gavin, and uh, between the two of us, we had like I want to say three or four finals where we were the second place bean. Where it's like, oh my god, it should have been a crown, but we just got bested by one person. 
And then this was the the last show of the night. I'm like, I'm after this, guys. I'm done. And then to end on a crown felt really good. So that was super cool. So yeah, nice. de- definitely check that out if you're interested in the vods there, or just a clip if you want to see me freak out about getting a crown. Uh, <laughs> but Fall Guys had some pretty cool stuff uh, go uh, live recently with their season 3.5 update. They added a new map called Snowball Survival, which is I want to say quite a bitch uh it's this level it's very reminiscent of hexagon and thin ice with like the tiles uh the hexagon shaped tiles on the ground certain ones of which are uh destroyable so if you stand on them long enough though they will disappear and then as you're standing in that kind of like dome area it's like or i want to say like a ball shaped area these Mm -hmm. giant snowballs come in and like start rolling at you in all random directions and if you get hit by a snowball it sends your bean flying and if your bean goes flying like onto like an area that has already been destroyed or onto like a weak ice hexagon that's like about to break if you're like ragdolled and can't stand up in time you'll fall through the floor and if you hit the slime you're dead so it's it's a cool new map i remember being a little like skeptical about it being like is this actually fun it is it's definitely challenging and there's a lot of times i've seen people go into this map and then not a lot of people come out of it and it goes like right to a final because people are still uh getting used to this new map and the other thing they added was 40 variations to the old stages and i'm like god you guys are going crazy with that so they're adding hammers they're adding fans and yeet hammers like or and uh all the all the different obstacles they have they're just trying to uh Put in a bunch of variations. There's there are actual variations, and not just like this. Cult, this stage is blue now. Like just no, it's the, yeah, it's the obstacles have been either rotated or just shifted or replaced with different obstacles. So yeah, gotcha. it's yeah, exactly. Just to kind of throw off the people that have been playing it this long, it's like oh, at least now this is something new that I have to like readjust my brain and uh, hand eye coordination to. You got comfortable. You got lazy. We're gonna yes. shake things up a bit. Th- that's what I mean. I think that's the Fall Guys devs. They do want to keep people on their toes and show to them that. The like we're trying to keep this interesting and uh make sure that if you guys play this as much as you do we want you guys to have fun with it and like look forward to something and not just think to myself oh it's the same game over and over again even though it sort of is (laughs) smart move i mean it definitely got like the flavor of the month and it's you know clearly outlasting that it's not just like a one-off you know one-trick pony sort of thing but i mean yeah you gotta keep to keep the variety there to keep people there i mean among us has really dropped off i'm sure people are still playing it i'm sure dedicated like friend groups and stuff still playing it with each other but i know with the update like i was saying when i was playing among us it was so hard to actually just get a lobby going just to yeah get one. so i know uh fall guys it's definitely i think fall guys is definitely a lot bigger team though it, who, who made that uh, it's, it's mediatronic like a, in the f mod uh who, who else was involved in that I've, hold on it was like a big studio um a digital developer oh yes definitely it? yes they published it yeah so it's like a definitely big you know compared to among us which their dev team is or their entire development team is like i don't know less than 20 people maybe total it's a very small team so no, i'm not you know no shade at among us of course but no, it's just no. a lot harder to work with when it's a smaller team and hard to pump out this constant updates versus like fall guys who probably planned on that whereas among us got caught off guard two years later like ah shit people found us yeah, and that's the thing with them. It's it's almost like I think if they aren't planning Among Us 2 and they were just like, well, let's just update the existing game, I think they they might be shooting themselves in the foot because like at least with a Among Us 2 launch, you can reinvigorate uh, your fan base and have people like coming to the new game uh, and then <laughs> hopefully just like phase out the old one. Yeah, uh, you can get you know new money. People are buying the new game instead of just already having the old one. Exactly. But I think that's also a much bigger development cost of like, it can't just be the same thing. True. Map. Like, I still don't know what the fuck Overwatch 2 is. But, like, Overwatch 2, it's like, oh, cool, it's new characters and new game modes and new places. They're like, no, it's new places, it's new maps. But that's it. It's like, what do you mean? It's like, oh, it's the same characters, it's the same play styles, this and that. It's like, well, then why is it a sequel? Why are you calling it Overwatch 2 if it's just more of what's in the first one? Like, it's just maps and, you know, skins. Yeah, no, they really, if they're going to do it like that, they need to have like a story campaign or something, because then at least you could just have be like, well, it's a different campaign this time. Something, yeah, Yeah. that's what they're doing. I think that got delayed like well past 2021. But like, yeah, Among Us would have to do that. Like if they did it Among Us 2, they would need a lot more upgrades to justify the full sequel game. And they're like, you know what? Scrap it. Instead of putting money and time into like a new animation or graphics team, just use the first one. 
use the stuff we already have and just put new stuff in that. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, definitely. It's it's thanks how people are so quick to be like to call Among Us and Fall Guys dead games when I think both of them, no. like you said, have like communities that are still continuing to play. I have a feeling just just because of how Fall Guys is so, I, I almost want to say family friendly, and uh, well, it's <laughs> yeah. just like it's just goofy and colorful. I think that one's gonna keep people's attentions for a longer time. In, inoffensive. It's just plush. Yes, like, and soft. goofy for yeah. sure. And I think uh, Among Us, like the the fun aspect of playing with friends, is there. But if like I don't know, it, it's just like visually not as uh, appealing compared to something like a Fall Guys. And I think that's the, the way our dinosaur brains work. These days. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it looks like a Newgrounds 2005 Flash game. Yes. Which, you know, I love that. I grew up on those. And I, I think the Among Us art style is very charming and gives a lot of leeway to it. And totally. People made, people made fan animations. People have made Among Us in VR chat, like fully rendered. I've seen that, yeah. With proximity voice. Like, people have done amazing stuff. But that's also the entirety of the internet working on it versus these you know, dedicated 20 people that have, you know, other shit going on in their lives. Um, so yeah, I think there's still plenty of stuff among us can do. And yeah, like you said, I think it's a disservice to say both of those were, uh, come and gone. I think neither of them are anywhere close to a dead game. Right. It's just even half of their gamer base that's still around that was at its peak would still be tremendous. It's just, both of them were so big at their peak time that even if they lost half that player base, it's still doing fantastic. It's like, uh, a TV show on network television, like on Fox. I was like, oh, why'd they cancel my favorite show? I thought it was doing good. I was like, well, it was getting 18 million views every week. It's like, that's great. It's like, yeah, but we were expecting 50 million views. So that's <laughs> bad in our eyes. So we canceled it. It's like, what are yeah. you, what standard are you putting it against? So I, the same with video games. People are you know, comparing, you know, these small indie games to the highest grossing games of all time. It's like, yeah, comparatively, they're not doing good as you know, League of Legends, but. You know, for a small indie team, they're doing phenomenal. Crushing it, absolutely. Yeah. And that's another way they're keeping people's interest is, I know I mentioned I got my fourth crown this weekend only, uh, so listeners, you just missed it. Hopefully you were participating <laughs> in it. Uh, but they were giving double the amount of crowns, so if you win a game, you get two crowns instead of one. And I hey, know uh, the one Twitch streamer that I frequent his uh, stream all the time, Samaris, he has over 400... I, I was in his chat for his 420th stream a crown so that just goes to tell you how incredibly good at this game this guy is but uh he recently said on twitter that during this weekend he got the most crowns in a day that he ever had which was 15 which then doubled his 30 crowns so like yeah it made his crown rank like jump and stuff so yeah people that are hardcore about this game this weekend is the weekend to play fall guys nice so yeah, uh, and I'm just, I appreciate that they're doing like a 3.5 season update. That's really cool. I'm even more excited for season four. We have no information on that as, as of right now, but, uh, that's my fall guys update. Other than that, I've been playing a little bit of, uh, Tomb Raider 2013 or was it 2012? I forget. Uh, but I only dived into that super briefly. And yeah, again, when I'm dying in that game, it's just so unsettling and extremely graphic Too and gory. Much <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or there's just also moments like, I don't know, in movies when, like, people, like, fall through, like, a ceiling or something, and it's like, okay, how do you just get up right after that? Like, yeah. she had a sequence where she fell through some, like, insane, like, uh, tunnel of rocks and shit, and she lands, and this piece of rebar goes mm -hmm. right up through her stomach, and she her first instinct is to rip it out, and then yeah. she just carries on as if nothing happened, and yeah. it was just, I was like, oh my god, this is you've, insane. You've been riding high on adrenaline for you know, a week straight and it's like you're just a superhuman. It's like, no, that's no, not yeah. like if you want to be hyper realistic with like the gore and violence, like you'll have to do with the repercussions of, you know, what happens to her. Yeah, exactly. If that if that's how it went down, she, she's gonna lay there for a half hour just like sobbing yeah. or something. <laughs> well it's like I'm playing D D and we're dealing with lingering injuries where like, yeah, you can get like scars and like lose hands and stuff, which make it more realistic, like for the combat. It makes it really fucking hard to play, though, because <laughs> you're oh, really, yeah. like, hindering yourself. So, like, yeah, you don't want – you wouldn't want to play Tomb Raider, and she falls from 30 feet and, like, shatters her ankle. It's like, well, she can't parkour anymore, which is a cornerstone of the game. So, yeah, it's just – and I'm not – like, I'm very jaded when it comes to a lot of stuff. Like, I, I'm not someone who gets grossed out or queasy from, like, gore and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's, in my opinion, it's just excessive. 
Yes, I don't exactly. Need, I don't need a five minute death sequence of her trying to pull out rebarb and then passing out from blood loss and then dying there and like getting tetanus or something. It's like <laughs> if she falls down, let her fall down and let me get back to the game as fast as I can. Don't, you know, they just put a little too much attention into those death sequences that just make it feel like someone is getting their rocks off to it. Like oh, so it's, it's it. weird yes, how much attention there is. It is pretty bizarre. But yeah, between Tomb Raider and Control, I'm excited to be playing some uh, female protagonist-heavy games. That's pretty exciting. And then yeah. uh, they're also very, like, I don't know, like you said, intense with, like, the graphic – or with, like, the combat and stuff. If I want to play, get any kind of a palate cleanser going, I'll probably end up playing that Concrete Genie game at some point just to see what oh, that's yeah. all about. That looks super cute just and fun. Just fun and colorful. Exactly. Uh, just painting, like, these weird little genies on the – on mm-hmm. the sides of walls and stuff um but yeah that's basically it for the games i've been playing uh do you want to talk about what's going on in the news before we wrap this episode up sure we can blow through real quick because i don't think there's anything we'll deep dive on yeah uh, we're talking about or talked about basta a while back uh google stadia yeah google shutting down their stadia game studio so not st- they're not shutting down google stadia entirely but the their own studio that is making games for stadia they're shutting that down okay well that's a bad sign that's yes why would you do that (laughs) if you have any faith in this product i feel like basta predicted this but then again he got his for free so i guess he can't be losing too much sleep over this i mean i think anyone could have predicted this because it's like what i remember Basta was very excited because it was all it was the premise of the game being all cloud-based so it's like ah it's all online so like you can always just download or get your copy and we were concerned of like, hey, my internet's shit. I don't trust it to be entire. Like, I prefer having digital copies of games or movies or shows or something. Yeah. Because if the internet cuts out or if the power cuts out, I could still watch it on a laptop or something. But if it's all internet-based and I don't have the internet at that moment, I can't do anything. I can't use my thing I paid for. Yeah, so that sucks. I remember that was my big concern with it. But yeah, Google's... Shutting down their own studio to make games for their own console, but the console's still going to be around. But like the main per- people making the game or the games for that console aren't, which yeah doesn't. It's not a good sign. Not at all. Yeah, so that's a bummer. Yeah, so sucks for them. Uh, <laughs> I don't have much more I can contribute. No, so that's 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 what it sums up to. So yeah. Uh, what else? Mass Effect, uh, the remaster trilogy, Mass Effect Legendary Edition is coming out. Uh, so there's a lot oh, of talk yeah. about that. How excited are you? Not at all. Uh, I love Mass Effect. It's one of my favorite. I got the hoodie. I still wear it all the time. Love the whole team, the whole N7 squad or Normandy. It. I'm not going to deny it's got its faults. I'm not someone who's as upset about the third one as a lot of the internet seems to be. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. I I. I have Mass Effect 2 on my computer. I've had it for a long time now, and I haven't gone back to play it. I doubt I'll replay, because I played Mass Effect Trilogy three times through. So, if say if one game is 60 hours, all three games are 180 hours. Times, oh, yeah. Times, times three. three is, uh, what is that, three, 540 hours. I've put my time in the game. I'm done. So... I'm glad that it's coming out. I'm glad this will be an opportunity for people to play it that missed it. Because I know I definitely would have missed the first one if my friend didn't just happen to have it. Because, uh, like, I didn't see any advertisement for it when these games came out. Um, but, yeah, it'll be on, like, Xbox One. It'll be on, like, P- PlayStation 5, P- PlayStation 4, computer, or PC and stuff. So it seems like it's going to be on all consoles now versus the first one being exclusive to Xbox 360. So that'll be nice. Um they're showing trailers of updated graphics and side-by-side comparison. And, like, it looks good. I don't... My big complaint of, like, the combat, I don't know how different the combat is. They say they're reworking it, but I don't know how much... How much do you rework it until you're just rebuilding the entire combat engine from the ground up? So, I am curious of how different it'll be, if it's just aesthetic or, you know, cosmetic level. Right. Um, they did announce that there's going to be a Mass Effect Legendary Cash, Legendary Edition, that you can drop a shitload of money for and get a whole bunch of bonus stuff. So you can get like uh, a big box set. You can get a metal, uh, metal, was it bookcase, steel case, was it? Oh, yeah, okay. steel case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with like key art on it. You can get like a poster. You can get all this additional stuff. You can get the actual N7 helmet that Commander Shepard wears in the first game. Like you can get oh, a damn. full copy of it, like life size. Uh, you don't get the game. 
Wait, you get all, what? You get all the bonus Wait. shit for like $180, you don't get the game. That doesn't make any sense. And honestly, whenever they sell like a helmet or something, like a Master Chief helmet or something yeah. like as like a bonus thing, like half the time, those aren't even wearable. No, <laughs> it's, it's, like, like, it's like sealed yeah. tight yeah. so you can't take it off the stand. So I feel like everyone who's buying that is like, yeah, I can't wait to put this thing on my head and no. oh, I'm Master Chief. It's like, no, bro, that thing is just to look at. Or the Batman Arkham Asylum bonus edition with the Batarang. And yes. then they realized, hey, wait a minute. These are sharp and we're going to be giving these out to kids. Uh, let's just take a hand like sander and just sand all of the edges off the Batarang so it's not sharp anymore. And it looks like absolute horse shit. I remember because I bought one. And that's the last legendary edition of any game I ever bought. Yeah, no, they, it's that was a so scam bad. for sure. But that sucks that, yeah, they're, they, they can't just give out weapons. <laughs> it, that's the thing when they're like, wait a minute. If these are supposed to be Batman's Batarangs, like, they're supposed to be either <laughs> knocking people out, which is what Batman says he does, or just straight up murdering them, which is what it would actually do if it was thrown at that speed and that sh- sharp. Oh, so, yeah. It, Batman is a serial killer, and he just I, can't admit admit it. I just can't get over the fact, though, that you're spending $180 on all these accessories and not even getting the main product. Yeah, and like all of these things, it's not advertised very well that it's like, hey, you're not getting the game. It's, you know, in the small print at the yes. very bottom of, like, does not include actual game. It's like, well, why the, why? Yeah, that's I'm like a- people selling PlayStation 5s on the on the Facebook marketplace, and it's like, this it's is actually a printed uh, piece of paper that yeah. just has a PlayStation 5 on it. But I'll take at least $600 from you for this little piece of paper that has that on it. But make sure yeah. you read this. Re- make sure you read the fine print. I'm legally not uh, <laughs> being the hell responsible. Exactly. Like, if I'm dropping $200 on your Legendary Edition, just toss the game in at that point. Like, I've yeah. already paid for it, and more so. So... Uh, another thing that came up with Mass Effect is apparently they're removing, uh, toning down some of the butt shots from it. So oh no, why? <laughs> one character in Mass Effect 2, Miranda, is supposed to be like an artificially created human, and she's supposed to be the perfect human. Ugh. Just that's whole. That's just a whole skeezy storyline, and it's not great handled great. And she was definitely like the sex symbol for the game. That was the selling point. Okay, but a lot. She was also based off the actress. I forget her name. Uh, t- uh, she's like the blonde love interest from the show Chuck back in the day. Hmm, she's okay. she's been in other stuff, but that's the most I know her from. <laughs> uh, but it's like modeled after her and stuff. And yeah, during some sequences when you're talking to Miranda, the camera will just cut to behind her and then just right at her ass. Like all you see is her ass, and it's just like, yeah, it's gratuitous at times. <laughs> like it 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 also doesn't help reinforcing the character to you. She becomes less of a character and more of just like, look at this pinup model we got. By the way, you can think about her when you're fucking that weird fish alien. God so, damn it, that's bizarre. And does the person I that love she's the fish modeled alien. around know that she's like in this game in this capacity? Or do yeah. they try? That's well, kind of strange. I, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, with actors and stuff, you sign up for stuff. And then, I mean, some of the actors do voiceover lines for the characters and don't even know what game they're voicing it for. So that's why some of it sounds stiltered or out of context because they're not given that information. That's what led to the uh, uh, voice actor strike against these certain video game companies years back. Um, so yeah, she might have signed on for this and not knew what was going to happen to the characters because they weren't done yet. And then when the characters are finished and the shots are shot, you know, who knows? Maybe it's like, hey, you took a lot of pictures of my ass and now they're all over this game. I'm not thrilled about that. I don't know. But but I'd, most likely she had to sign away for that saying she wouldn't cause any ruckus about it, even if she did disagree with it. That makes sense. But yeah, so they're toning that down. And of course, the internet being the fucking full of it, nerd, whiny nerds that they are. Uh, some people are complaining, be like, oh, they're taking out the butt shots. I'm not doing, I'm not buying this game. Just social <laughs> justice that. warriors. It's like, <laughs> fuck you. Like, if you're only buying this game for the butt shots, you got bad priorities, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Yeah. I'm, give no, me no it's like, I, I like me some butt shots, but no, it's just, yeah, if that's the case, this, we don't need them. It, it doesn't help because Miranda's, her character's kind of forced upon you being like, you love this character. She's the perfect human being. Why would you not love this character in Mass Effect 2? So, like, having that just shoved down your throat even more makes it really, makes you really resentful of her character for no reason. Like, right. no, no fault of her own of the character. So, I know a lot of people are like, oh, screw Miranda. It's like, she's not a bad character. It's just too really hammers home. Like, she's the sex symbol. It's like, I don't, give me the girl in the biohazard suit that can't be in the open air for five minutes or else her skin sets on fire. I love that woman. She's my favorite. Yeah. 
Uh, and they did her dirty with the face reveal of Tally. I won't get into that. We're oh, no. That's a whole yep. thing. Um, what else? Oh, I got one. Uh, a man has completed a no-damage run of Breath of the Wild after over 100 attempts. Perfect no-damage run. Goddamn, that just goes to show there are people out there that'll do anything. Uh, <laughs> gotta <laughs> shout him out, though. Joe Dunn, congratulations. That is some, that's a feat. I just can't even believe anyone's that, been able to pull that off. The like, shit that, people pull in Breath of the Wild. Like, yeah. insane. Yeah, that's what I mean. Even just a quarter heart and you're disqualified. And I feel like there would be like uh, certain runs where it's like you're like eight hours in or some shit and then you just take a quarter heart and you're like, reset. You miss gate, you misjudge a uh, jump and you take like a little bit of fall damage. It's like, well, here we go. Yeah. Back so to square one. How in the fuck? I, there's like a video to watch the full stream. I believe it was about nine hours and 19 minutes. Definitely uh, something you can check out but yeah what a what an accomplishment yeah that's insane i mean it really goes to the credit of breath of the wild of like i enjoyed the game and it was very similar to like uh horizon zero dawn and witcher and uh, some elements of Assassin's creed like that kind of like model of game but it really like shows you the uh, credit that it's owed for breath of the wild people continuing to play it and continuing to play it this much and finding new stuff to do and creating new challenges of their own and it's just like really on par with just like hey what if skyrim was good and and pretty to look at right oh yeah i love breath of the wild and i misspoke earlier the the video the last twitch stream that this guy did was nine hours and 18 minutes uh the full run was like 31 hours almost 32 hours so yeah that was part five of the whole run but yeah god i can't even imagine twitch streaming that long that's brutal (laughs) i know people do like 12 hour and 24 hour streams but boy that's daunting to me even just playing a game for that long, like, my eyes start bleeding. Right. Oh, yeah. Let uh, alone if you're doing, like, a challenge run slash, like, uh, world, world record attempt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Uh, yeah, last thing I want to bring up is, uh, so there's the mobile game Fire Emblem Heroes, where yeah. it's pretty much just a waifu and husbando gacha game, where it's like, let me spend money to get j- shiny JPEG images of my uh, pretend anime uh, boyfriend or girlfriend or wife. So... Uh, that's a known thing with Fire Emblem Heroes. It is a decent game, like a tactics turn-based game, but it is pretty much just like sinking, sinking in the money from the lonely people wanting, you know, pretty pictures of their anime, but the truth. So what they do with Fire Emblem Heroes is there's so many Fire Emblem games and so many characters. Every year they do a popularity poll, and the top two spots, like the first and second place popularity for both men and women, will be added to Fire Emblem Heroes as a character. Okay. So, um, and then if they're already in it, they get to do like a different skin or do something other, like a variety of that hero. So they always do that every year and they've been adding them bit by bit, different heroes that come in. The reason it's notable this year is because the number one spots are both from Fire Emblem Three Houses, the newest game that was on the Switch. That was very yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, for the, uh, women's poll, it was Marianne, who was a character who's, uh, it's a great character. She is serious, young, she's very shy and timid and time skip she's like a fully fleshed out warrior and cleric and stuff it's a very good character and it's very uh, fan favorite character but a lot of people like her and well deserved the second character or the other character for the men's poll is from fire emblem heroes three or fire emblem three houses is the gatekeeper his name is the gatekeeper because he's a random npc that you just talk to every now and then and he goes how you doing professor the gate's looking great and just really nonsense lines like that really throwaway dialogue that really doesn't matter and he does nothing and he yeah. got a lot of vote. like i think he got like seventy three thousand votes and then the second place winner for the men's poll got like 30 some thousand votes like there's a huge margin between first and second place god damn it so it's the internet trolling them yes pretty much pretty much yeah. saying put this random dumb npc in my uh, fire emblem heroes game yeah, and no, that's pretty cool. I'm glad they are they're doing following it, like, through with it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the best part about it is, yeah, no, I'm looking up the gatekeeper now, and look at that dumb smile. I love this dude. He's hanging out with a dog and a cat in the picture I'm looking at. Yeah. He looks like a stand-up guy. You don't even see his eyes, like the helmet covers his eyes, because he's, he's just a random NPC that goes like, how's it going, boss? And that's pretty much it. Like, he he really doesn't do much, and but people got really into God damn him. it, that's so cool. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if people actually do like the character that much, or just the <laughs> meme of, like, give me random soldier number, like, 17 as a playable character in Fire Emblem Heroes, and they just want that. So, and it's funny, because the second place character for the men's poll is Marth, who is, like, 
Mr. Fire Emblem. He's like the biggest Fire Emblem character. Most because Smash Brothers. So for anyone who doesn't know Fire Emblem that well, they know Marth from Smash Brothers because he's been in all of them. So it's funny to see he's like almost like the titular Fire Emblem character. And then he got like less than half of what Gatekeeper got for votes. Damn. So, hey, good on good on the studio for actually going through with it and being like, all right, I guess we're doing this. Yeah, so. definitely. I love it. That's fantastic. Yeah, Gatekeeper that is a new favorite character of mine now. Um, <laughs> He's the only one you know. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but also, the last thing I'm going to mention is something you threw in our uh, show topics was uh, something on itch.io, a website we've mentioned on numerous occasions. Uh, lots of cool indie games over there. But if you go to Future Lab uh, minus the E, dot uh, itch.io slash powerwash hyphen simulator there's a game called powerwash simulator and i feel Who like <laughs> this might have came up on a game or no game or at least i know i had this idea in my brain at one point where i'm like it would just be so satisfying and that's exactly <laughs> what this game is it's just yep. everything's so colorful uh and but also dirty and it's like go clean it up and you can yep. choose the nozzle uh to like the different kind of sprays you're gonna do and oh boy i think there's even a meter of like a uh, percentage of like how much you need to keep there's, cleaning so i was actually watching this it was an animator i watch on twitch a lot he just started playing it for like an hour and i was like oh, i guess we're doing this now um yeah so you can play it it's very colorful it looks like Fortnite like kind of colors yes and style. absolutely like car- it's definitely cartoony but not like you know mickey mouse um and yeah the whole house is just covered in soot for some reason as if it was in like i don't know la or somewhere that's always on fire covered in <laughs> ash and soot yeah um and yeah you just go through with a power washer you got different nozzles to, for different pressure levels uh for different areas and yeah you have a percentage you have to clean you have amount of pressure you have for each nozzle and you have like a dirt vision where if you you know, hold the tab key or something i forget what key it is but you can see where the dirt is so that way it's even easier you know, once you start cleaning it, it's like, hey, this looks clean. You hit that button, you're like, oh wait, there's some spots I missed. So yeah. it's very, very convenient for that. I love that. There's a you missed a spot button. That's great. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, and Bass is excited for this, but the problem is, he said it's sadly only Windows only. So yeah. uh, you want to put that out into the universe. If you're on Apple, you won't be able to play this or Mac, or whatever they call it these days. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, add the shout out Power Wash Simulator. looks super fun and satisfying. Uh, but that's going to do it for this episode. Let's wrap it up and do some plugs. Uh, Bren, where can our listeners find you on the internet and your other podcast? You can find me on the internet, ABTS Brendan on Twitter. Uh, and then my other podcast is Are Weeb There Yet? Where we watch three episodes of an anime or a movie and give a quick recap of our opinions. Uh, at this point, it's pretty much just us doing a sampler pack of anime and seeing like, hey, does this sound interesting? Maybe watch this show. Or, hey, this is hot garbage. Don't watch this show. And we got a lot. We got a lot of variety of those. We got a lot. Of, you'd be surprised which what which ones turn out to be bad and which ones are actually really good. Hell um, yeah. Also, I'll mention you talked about double crowns in uh, Fall Guys. Yeah. Can just throw out here something. Guy knows he's wildly more popular than us, but I figured mention it anyway. There's an animation on YouTube by uh, Felix Colgrave, C O L Grave. Um, and it's called Double King, and it's just this weird little creature who has two crowns and is obsessed with finding like more crowns and becoming like king. And it's just really psychedelic and trippy, and it's just a fun time. And his animations are absolutely insane, and it's just it's a cool visual trip. Hell yeah. I'll see if we can uh, link that in our show notes. That sounds really cool. And it was funny. I meant to mention this at the top of the show that my wife sent me a link right before we started the podcast. And the title is Dog Sleep Farting Makes Cat Angry. And I'm going to probably <laughs> post that one in our show notes too. Might what? as well. Uh, who knows? It sounds pretty good. Uh, but no. <laughs> Listeners, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're findable at all the places at ABT Silence. I have a record label. It's MissedOutRecords.com if you want to see what uh, cassettes and vinyl are available for sale over there. I do have another podcast in the works, but Ooh. it's still a bit too early to talk about it. But uh, that'll be there'll be some more information on that in the future. It's super niche, so don't be too surprised if you're like, <laughs> I'm going to skip this one. But, uh, <laughs> no, thanks, it, Doug. No, but hey, if you like our show, maybe you'll like that. Just give it a chance. We'll see. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening, guys. See ya. See ya.